Welcome to Regold's Dance Life Podcast for dance teachers and dance studio owners who have a passion for the art of dance. Hello and welcome to Regold's Dance Life Podcast. I just cannot believe how fast this year is going. Re, how's it feeling for you? Ooh, I feel like it is going fast. What's What I also think is it feels like the last five went fast. Yeah, <laughs> that's very true. That's very true. It's uh, when when we're young, uh, time stands still. When you get older, you go, oh, my goodness, another week is gone. Yeah. <laughs> I um, We've been on summer break with the kids and they just can't wait to tell me that they're bored and that there's nothing to do. And what do I do if I say, you know, we're going to have the morning without screens? Oh, but I'm so bored and I just don't know what to... And I think to themselves, like, it's it's just a morning. It's going to be here and gone. But I forget that they're in their little brains, like from 9 till 12, like from now till lunchtime is just the longest time <laughs> in the history of the world. And it's not really. It's like it, when you're an adult, it just absolutely flies by. I know, uh, is your side of the world now, uh, you're launching your season, we right? Are. Is everybody going back to school? Yes. Everybody's coming back in. Everybody's registered. Classes have started. It's We're off and racing. So cool. I think it's interesting. We're, we do everything the same. We just do it at different times of the year. That's right. But no, it's been a nice break and it's been, it's been, interesting it has it has been quite slow i will admit quite slow slow in terms of new enrollments and new students and um things aren't moving along as fast i think cost of living is is a big determining factor so we're just doing our best to be ourselves and to keep promoting what it is about our studio that that we love and why we're different and why we're special and to really focus on those kids that we have in front of us because we can doom and gloom all we like about the kids who have left. But really, when we get into the classroom, those kids that are in front of us are there. They're smiling. They're ready to learn. And so we're just putting all of our energy and effort into them. I want to tell you this to make you feel a little better, Stace. A trend in the United States, anyway, is less and less kids registering by registration and almost as many registering within the first two months of the season. Well, fingers crossed that that's exactly what's happening for me. (laughs) No, that will be good if that's the case. Yeah, so hold your head up high, my friend. I have a a feeling you're going to be just fine. Thanks, Ray. So, Ray, speaking of being positive about the future, it's really, and like for me in this time of the season especially, um, But for our studio owners who are in the middle of their season and heading towards recital, sometimes I think we get caught up in what we could have done better or what happened that we should have fixed or why didn't we know that that was a thing or, you know, and telling ourselves stories, keeping ourselves awake at three o'clock in the morning, going over scenarios. I should have said this to that dance mum and I should have, you know, made that choice about that costume instead when really we have such an opportunity in our business to be able to to look forward. We have so many things to look forward to. There's a competition around the corner. The recital's coming up at the end of the season. Then we have summer. Then we're all going to Connecticut for the Regold Dance Life Teacher Conference. <laughs> There's so many things to look forward to. What do you say to those teachers who are kind of stuck in the in their season at the moment, thinking like and and second guessing themselves? 
because it is kind of that time to kind of get a bit stuck in the trenches, right? Okay, yeah, I got lots of comments on this, but but I'll start with this because I love to be sarcastic. I I may have recently said this on a podcast. <laughs> this is what we dreamed of. You are living the dream that you perceived you wanted when you were a child and were saying, one day I want to be a dance teacher. One day I want to own a dance studio. So here's my base is remind yourself of that all the time. And because we know we're coming into what I, for the States anyway, what I would call our busy season. And if you said, what does that involve? We're getting into competition season, costumes are coming in, choreography for 85 different numbers has to be done in the next three or four months. We got tickets to sell. We got, you know, it it just goes on. Summer things to plan, Mm -hmm. summer uh, camps going on. I kind of look at where we're at and say, I'm just looking forward. I'm looking forward to everything and picturing it as a success, not a burden, a success. And if in the past you felt like you were behind and it all seems overwhelming, start right now by saying, I'm going to look at this more positive and I'm going to create a system right now. I'm going to write down everything that needs to be done. And And then next year, you only have to do 50% because you check off what it is you want to do. And then you delegate that to someone. Mm. So you can, you can enjoy this journey a little more. It's, it's also about preparing for what's coming ahead of time. So I'm not if I am thinking if I'm my costumes are arriving right now. I'm not just now figuring out how we're going to sort them or pulling labels Mm -hmm. or ordering the bags that I'm going to put them in. I did that in October Mm -hmm. so that I wouldn't be in this stress zone at this point. I say, enjoy this period By changing your attitude, not feeling like this is stress time, saying this is like, what do we say at Christmas? This is the happiest time of the year. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Most wonderful (laughs) time of the year. So March should be our most wonderful time of the year because all our childhood dreams are about to come true over Mm -hmm. the next two months. Mm -hmm. Boom. Mike, drop. (laughs) yeah absolutely and and i'm gonna say one more thing and then you you, i'm gonna give you a moment to speak i promise (laughs) uh and i want to add to that don't allow a parent to stress you out because they're asking questions that they legitimately want to know the answer to. So hear this, 95% of the questions that we get from a parent 
are not questioning our ability or our belief Mm -hmm. or our anything. It is because they want to do the best for their kid and they want to They want to know the answer to the question. And when you get the 20th question about the shoes being whatever color they're supposed to be, even though you sent out 10 notices and you put it on the email blast and it's on the wall in the studio, just look at the mom and be grateful that she asked so that the shoes will be the color that you want them to be. Don't be mad at the mom. If we could get over all these things that we take on in our own brain, Mm -hmm. we would definitely enjoy the season more. Yeah. And so linking that anger for that mom back to what you were saying about delegating, if we can find a way to systemize the things that we do every year, exactly like, as you said, we know recital is going to come up every year. We know we're ordering costumes every year. If we put processes in place now, then it means that in the future, we're looking after our future self, right? It means that in the future, we don't have to stress so much about that. So when the mum comes and asks the 20th question, we're not going to blow our top because we're absolutely at breaking point. We're going to be able to answer the question professionally and understand that that mum just wants to do the very best that she can and I have to tell you my daughter has just started little athletics and she's not dancing anymore that's a whole other podcast episode um and she's doing little athletics and I'm very excited for her but I know nothing about this at all and so I'm I'm... wait I'm assuming little athletics is like our little league is it little athletics is like running and throwing javelin and okay, okay, like go, the Olympics. Good. I got it. <laughs> and so I don't know anything about this whole thing. And so I'm the mum asking the question. They sent home a uniform and a and a like a, a number that had to be put on the uniform but with no instructions as to how to do that. And I'm like, does it go on the front? Does it go on the back? Does it go on the side? Does it go on the shorts? Does it go like I don't know. So I'm the mum asking the the question to the people in charge of little athletics. And I know, like in my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm that mum. Because I'm in a completely different zone. And it's given me so much compassion for the parents in my building who are asking what I think are dumb questions, but they're not actually. They're just like I am at little athletics, not knowing where the patch goes on the on the leg or the short or the front of the top or the right-hand side or the left-hand side. So it's given me so much compassion, like more compassion for people who are coming to re-enroll their child in dance and now they've moved up a level or what uniform does she need? Well, obviously she's 10, so she needs the blue leotard. Like she doesn't know that. (laughs) But in my head before I'd be like, oh gosh, doesn't she read? Like so, so challenged. But I'm now with this added you know life experience I'm like oh it's okay it's the blue one here I'll go and get it for you like this is it what size does she need a 10 okay great <laughs> so yes they're not all out to get us Ray. no and if we use your example in our own lives and we treated every parent out there like we'd want to be treated with our question 
about the activity or the thing that we don't understand. If we thought that every time we got that same question or or anything, yeah, it would switch our mindset right away. I feel like I know not too many of our listeners are going to agree with me. And I know what I'm about to say there are exceptions to, but I kind of like when a parent asks questions. I think it means they are into it. They care. They care. Now, do I have my limits? Yeah, but I think you build that, meaning... No parent would ever give me their opinion on a piece of choreography. No parent would ever like say, why is that child not in, or why is that child in my daughter's class? She's not as good. Mm. But it's the respect of them being able to ask questions that makes it so you avoid all that other crap. Mm. Ooh. So if you have nothing to hide, you can answer any question. Absolutely. Okay. Take us where you were just going <laughs> to take us. <laughs> well, I was just thinking I would like our listeners to think about doing themselves a favor, doing their future selves a favor. So if you're listening to this episode now and it's February, what does your future self in June or May, whenever your recital is, what would you like to do for them that you can do right now? While there's not all the pressure, what can you do now to look after yourself? So, Ree, we've spoken on the podcast before about booking a holiday, either booking time away right before the recital or right after the recital. Like that is something you can do for your future self that when you get to June, you'll be like, oh, thank you. I'm so glad I did that. What are what else is on that list of things that you can do for yourself now that your, you know, yourself when you get to that, that time period will thank you for booking tickets to the Dance Life Teacher Conference. Obviously, your future self will thank you for that. What can you do in the studio? How can you organise your end of season gifts for your teachers? How can you make sure that you have all of your re-enrolment stuff sorted so that when you're trying to put on a recital, you're not also trying to re-enroll kids in, in 100 classes? This is good, good points. This is what I want to say to our listeners. This might sound strange to some of you, but I challenge you to go look at that calendar. And I know some people who do this before the show, but you might not feel safe to do that. So it could be before, it could be after that you put in the calendar just like you would any dance competition or any performance your week off. Mm-hmm. Your family knows it's the week off. You have that to look forward to. You'll smile more often because when you feel a little overwhelmed, you'll say, but in two months I'll be in the Caribbean or <laughs> I'll be in Florida or wherever you're going to be. By making yourself a priority 
knowing how hard you're going to work. Because if I said your child was going to work really hard over the next five months and that your child deserves a little vacation when they're done, you'd book that vacation for your child and make sure they had a blast. Right. But you probably won't do it for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying do it. Last year, when it came time for the Dance Life Teacher Conference, I stayed in Las Vegas for the whole month before to get myself in the vibe. I rented a house, had a mm -hmm. pool. I did all the work that I had to do, but I did it in an atmosphere that was much more relaxing than had I been home working that 24-7 grind. Mm -hmm. And there was a pool at this place, and every day at 1 o'clock, I stopped and went to the pool. Love. So what I'm saying is you can adjust it to make sure you're doing what you're responsible for, but also with balancing that you really deserve this and accepting that in your heart and soul. Mm. That's the part that's important. Yeah, absolutely. And your future self will thank you for it, not only in the lead up to the recital, but after the recital, like the the amount of things that we would do for our kids that we won't do for ourselves, like that could also be a whole other podcast episode, Ray, because I think we sacrifice so much for our, as mums and dads as well. So we sacrifice so much for our kids and would do anything for our kids. But when it comes to filling up our own cup, looking after ourselves, we struggle. But as you said, we like it, click our fingers and we do it if it was something that our child needed us to do. We might even do it for our best friend. Yeah. Okay. It's just, it's hard for us to do it for ourselves. Yeah. And, and if you're thinking, wow, he's right. We need to figure out why that is. I'm over the hump. I'm going to take care of me. <laughs> I love that. I love that <laughs> personal growth. I think there's also it's something to be said, Rhea, about turning up to your busiest season not appreciating exactly what you said, not appreciating that this is what we once dreamed of, but also being able to turn up to that season, that part of the season in a really good way, what that message says to the parents. So I know that oh. I've been the dance studio owner that has turned up, you know, and for out the entire month of our recital, I'm stressed and I'm busy and I'm running around and I'm every, every time they see me, I look haggard <laughs> because I haven't slept what message does that send to the parents? What kind of atmosphere, like, do you want your child to be part of that atmosphere? My friend Jane Gretsch always says, no one wants to follow a hot mess. And so I think if you turn up during that recital month, not being a hot mess and instead being excited and you can't wait and it's going to be great and you're so enthusiastic and you've got it all together and it's organized, even though, you know, you're a you're a duck you're paddling hard underneath the water and smooth across the surface if you can find a way to look after yourself so that the parents don't see that chaos and that that grind it's going to do great things for your business but it's also going to do you know great things for yourself i'm in agreement with that 100 percent when it comes to us in the studio uh it's our stage it's our 
performance space as business owners, leaders. And if we show the stress to our people, they feel that vibe. They then become questionable about what's going on or how much things cost or will this run on time and all the things that we've let them in on that we're worried about. We have to say to everybody, hey, you know what? This is my 14th show and I've loved every journey and I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Even if that means you're going home and you're staying up till four o'clock in the morning to make these headpieces that you forgot about. Yeah. Nobody in our, our when we're a professional and we're running our studios, I feel as though, and, and I like authenticity, but I feel as though it's, it's like our place to set the tone for the mood of our school and that that tone should always be upbeat, happy and not bitching and complaining. (laughs) And those of you who may have a mom who says, how are you? The best response is living the dream rather than, oh, my son, uh, they sent him home sick from school today and this happened and that happened and that happened. Uh-uh, uh-uh. There's someone else in your family or close to you that you can have that talk with. Mm-hmm. Not your customer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. Absolutely. It's, you're so right about it being our show and our performance space. And it is, in, it is important what show we what show we put on. I think in the early days of my studio ownership though, I felt that I needed to be a martyr. I needed to show the the customers how hard it was in order for them to feel like they were getting value for money. Do you know what I mean? That they I were they were do. paying all this I understand uh, it. Yeah, they're paying all this money so they need to see me working. That was the, you know, that was my money story from when I was growing up that money doesn't come for free. You have to work really hard for it and you have to sweat and cry and all the things. Um, whereas I've learned, you know, they don't want to see that. They want, they want to see professionalism. They want to see that I've got it all together. That's how they feel like they're getting good value for money because they're putting money into something that is well run and a finely oiled machine. Mm. And, but I do think back when I was younger, I was, yeah. I was the I was the person running around tearing my hair out at the last minute because I thought that you know showed everyone how much I cared. It's funny because there's another side to that which is people who were who are a success who work 24/7 to show people how hard they work when in reality they've worked so hard they need to stop for a minute and celebrate their success. Mm-hmm. And that it's okay to delegate and it's okay to enjoy all of this that you have worked so hard to create rather than work yourself into the ground because of some inner guilt. Mm-hmm. Did you follow that? Yeah. A lot of dance teachers can spend money or profit investing in their schools and feel good when they do that. And I understand you get new floors, new bars, new mirrors. 
one day say new trip, new cruise, new family reunion. Mm. Okay. That's a whole other podcast episode. I think we've we've made I think three we have different like nine. Pod- Yeah. Right. I don't even know what this one was about. <laughs> Things we should spend our money on instead of new mirrors and new bars. That's a podcast episode. Okay. I'll join okay, in that one. That'll be go. fun. <laughs> there you go. But bottom line, everybody who's listening, uh, what could be better than this life mm. if you really stop and think about it? Where would you rather be? Don't write me and tell me where you'd rather be. <laughs> no, we are very lucky. And we had our staff retreat before we started our season, which is only a couple of weeks ago now. And as part of that, we really did lean into that. How lucky are we to get to do this? How lucky are we to have impact on young people, to have a job that has purpose, a job that has meaning, and to be able to get up every day knowing that what we are going to do is going to make a difference. And I think that's really important to remember at any point during the season. So if you're out there in the trenches, we're thinking of you. Be, be kind to yourself and keep looking forward. We're valuing you and we want you to value yourself. Enjoy the journey, friends. Thank you for joining us for Regold's Dance Life Podcast. Learn more about joining the International Dance Entrepreneurs Association, the Dance Life Teacher Conference, and the Dance Life Retreat Center at regold.com or follow Regold's Dance Life on Facebook. Enjoy the journey. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 